Welcome to episode 10. We've now hit double digits in our episode. This is Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC podcast. I am your host, Chris, and I have my co-host, Christian, and Jonathan in studio, and we still have a continuation from where we left off with Lenny, who is also still going to be in, and this episode is very important to us. We wanted to almost do a two-parter between episode 9 and 10 because we wanted to hear the story of Jonathan and Mandy, mm-hmm. the mighty Mandy, and her first experience mm-hmm. at the Bank of California and what yesterday meant to them. So this uh, is going to be a, like a two-parter of sorts, but we're calling it episode 10. So thanks, everybody, for coming back. Yeah, eight and ten, you know, it was, it was a pre and a post. So yeah. we want to know exactly what the emotions were, what you guys felt, and uh, give us an insight. We saw pictures online, but I don't think that tells a story as well as having Jonathan in studio, being able to share that with Mandy. I think biggest difference for me between episodes eight and nine in this one is the lady sitting right next to me. You want to say hello, sweetheart? Hi. Yeah, so Mandy's here with us as well, too. She got to go to her first ever LAFC game yesterday, and it was an amazing, amazing journey to get us to this point. Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Yeah. Yeah, she had an amazing time. When we were leaving the stadium, the smile on her face was, I have to be honest, the happiest I've ever seen her. It was really a beautiful day. You know, and to be able to come on the pod here and share it with you guys is really coming full circle for me because when Mandy was very sick, Mm -hmm. it was the podcast that really helped get me through a lot of those travels back and forth to Kaiser every night or just sitting in an ICU and trying to drown out the horrific sounds that are around you when you're in that kind of sphere for that long. And so, I mean, to be able to contribute to the pod fam, LAFC pod fam, you know, and so, I, I mean, I have to shout out to a lot of those podcasts that are out there that helped out, whether it's, uh, you know, Heart of LAFC or Defenders or this cast or, or some of the others that are out there. You know, it's it's really been an crazy experience. And to be able to come on a pod and be part of one now when podcasts were were such a crutch for me throughout this process is really just just a beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, thing of synergy. You know, so many times with this club, we talk about these things that come around full circle and how we find these connections within the community that we didn't know were there ahead of time. And through Mandy and I, we have been able to connect with so many people. We got to the stadium yesterday and showed up at Christmas Tree Lane and sort of gave Mandy her first experience with what Christmas Tree Lane is. And I'm surprised her wrist still works today from shaking so many hands and getting so many hugs. The number of people who listened to the pod that came out and said hello, the number of people from other supporters groups that came over and said hello, from the president of our, of our you know, 3252 on down to just regular people from the stadium was really amazing. And then obviously the love from the LAFC ladies, the Lady Ultras from the Dean I Knew, and all of my family in the Ultras was just overwhelming. So during the Christmas Tree Lane tailgate yesterday, Mandy got to go into the very center of the supporters and lead us in chants, which was really pretty cool. Ken and the Falcon family came over, and she got to meet Ollie and take pictures with Ollie before the game. So before we'd even set foot in the stadium, you know, we'd gotten love from a lot of people, and so we decided to take a little tour. Well, and so, I mean, before you go any farther, I remember, you know, when we had episode eight, you had mentioned how early, you know, you were going to play it by ear, see how she was in the morning and mm-hmm. see, you know, what time you necessarily wanted to go there. And I know that the club, oh, I'm sorry, that the supporters, they tended to get inside the stadium the 90 before the 90, so 
you know, what, you know, how was the morning getting dressed? How was, you know, the, the, Fine, the car ride? You. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would say that, you know, I mean, to me, it really started the night before, you know, talking her through what was going to happen the next day. And, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was yeah. so excited. I mean, I probably got two hours of sleep, you know, but, uh, you know, we got up in the morning and made sure that we had a very slow relaxing, calm start to her day because we knew that there was going to be a lot of intensity that was going to happen later. So we tried to make sure that she slept in, Mm -hmm. had a giant breakfast, Mm -hmm. uh, went back to sleep and took a nap so that Mm -hmm. um, when we headed down to the stadium, you know, she was in in, in good sports because making it through a whole evening is asking a lot of her right now. Um, So we ended up getting to the stadium around 3, 3.30 or so, Um, you know, which is still, you know, we're talking four hours before the start of the game. Yeah, that's Um, still, that's a great opportunity, you know, for her to see everything that Christmas Tree Lane is all about. So much love from Christmas Tree Lane, you know, and so we sort of gave her a little tour and walked her around and introduced her to all the various supporters groups. Every single one of them came over and said hello. Mm -hmm. It was really cool to see the love we got from Black Army and Cuervos and Tigres and, and so many other groups you know a big shout out to empire boys love you guys they gave mandy a scarf mm-hmm. we took a big picture with them and the scarf so you know i mean that's that's crazy um you know people know we we collect scarves the curtains in our living room are all lafc scarves mm-hmm. wow. and so you know whenever another supporters group is willing to let you have one of their scarves knowing that we're d9u is pretty cool you know and so uh we have a collection from a few different supporters mm-hmm. groups you know, Lucky's, they've always been supportive from day one. Lucky's are, you know, some of my favorite supporters groups uh, out there outside of D9U. And so we went into the stadium with LAFC Juan. So we got to hang out with Juan for, for the whole game, which mm-hmm. is great. He and his family are, are some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So we got to go down in there early and, you know, Mandy got to really see the field for the first time, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you talk about that scene in uh, Field of Dreams where, you know, you walk out the tunnel for the first time and the grass is so green and all of that. And so when you come out to the ADA section, you, you literally come out that tunnel that, um, you know, the away teams and the refs go in through, you know, before the game. So you get this kind of behind-the-scenes exposure to it all, which is really cool. So her first experience with LAFC, she got to see, you know, sort of the inner workings of Bank of California Stadium. And then we brought her out there. How are those seats? Are are you at the field level in the ADA section? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's two different ADA sections. There's the ADA section above the 3252 and the ADA section below the 3252. So I don't know if we'll be able to be below the 3252 for every game. But for this last game, we were fortunate enough that Rich was able to make that happen for us. Rich Orozco, shout out on every pod, Uh, you know, uh, are are obligatory and and in no means overlooking his presence with us. But uh, shout out to Rich. Um, So so he got us down there and she got to watch the whole game from pitch side, you know, I mean, which is a really cool experience. But we'll probably be up at the top of the 3252 for some of these games going forward. So she got to see kind of the whole 90 before 90 people filtering in, you know, the little chants that kind of take place. You know, and for me, this is the first time I've ever sat on that west side of of 3252 because I've always, always, always been on the east side of the 3252. And I was just astonished how different that experience was, you know, for me, too. You know, sitting with a different supporters group. and Lucky's behind you, right? Yeah. You know, shout out Lucky Boys. Amazing people. (laughs) You know, everyone in the Lucky Boys, you know, has been really cool with us, you know, leading up to today. I have nothing but love for every member of the Lucky Boys. We're all family. We're all shoulder to shoulder. How, uh, How loud is it on the field? 
you know, is it, I mean, obviously, standing in the 3252, I'm sure that it gets very loud, especially depending on how close you are to the drums or, or anything like that. But uh, from the field, I mean, was it deafening loud or was it? No. No, no? I, you know, it really wasn't that loud where we were at because the AD section is kind of on that far side. And so the fans behind you aren't the most intense section of the 3252 there. When you get more centrally closer to the capo stands, that's where you really start to see you know, the level of volume increase where your, your, your ears are ringing when you walk out of there, when you sit in those middle sections. So, you know, and I, I'm used to being right in the heart of the D9U there by the capo stand. And so I'm used to a much louder experience than, than we saw yesterday. You know, how D9U goes about their active support is a little different from some of the other clubs, some of the other supporters groups that you know, I mean, some things that I was I was not used to hearing, uh, you know, I mean, I was not used to hearing people do their own chants sort of over the 3252 or, or chanting for European clubs and stuff like that, which is something that you, know, you just don't experience on the D9U side where it's, you know, it's all about what the capo stand is putting out and, and you sing along with them. So, you know, to me, I've felt kind of fish out of water as well, too, and despite I'm standing there next to people that I see at every tailgate, but just to be on that side of the 3252 was was different you know i mean i'm used to everyone around me knowing every lyric to the chants in spanish and you know you don't really see that on the other side which is something i i would really really love to see all of the 3252 learn at all least the, the core three yeah. spanish chants because you know to me somos del barrio angelino is, is my favorite chant that we do i think when you look at what that chant means when you translate it and you know how it flows and I, I love credence and most people don't know it's based off of a credence clearwater revival song you know and so i mean there's so much to that song that that i just it just resonates with me uh, we mentioned it in episode eight this this whole concept of carnival was a big force behind the guy fox mask and wearing the masks and of course you know the the final line in that chant is uh cuando llega mi final Con la banda voy a estar desde cielo haciendo un carnaval, which, you know, when I when I meet my end with these people, I want to be and, and we'll have a carnival in the sky. That's, That's very meaningful. Okay, so now the game started. You know, what was Mandy's energy level like? Yeah. See, watching the game, the movement of the ball, the players in front of her, well, you know, talk on that a little bit. Before I, you jump into that, I actually want to go back because I know that you have a collection of scarves and you let us know that Mandy has oh, a favorite right. scarf. Mm -hmm. You do have a favorite scarf. Her favorite scarf that she was wearing yesterday mm -hmm. is her gray shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder scarf. She wears it about quite a bit and that is her favorite scarf, yeah. uh, which is a beautiful thing. Very mm -hmm. meaningful to us because I know you have a huge collection, you know, dozens upon dozens of scarves for her to choose from and the fact that she chooses ours speaks to the design work that my co-host here, Chris... I uh, <laughs> created that scarf and, and all thank you jumps very much man that's, that's great I'm, I'm so glad that that's your favorite scarf and if you ever need another one you know where to get one <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so we mentioned yeah the curtains in our living room are all LAFC scarves um, we have uh, a little over 50 of them right now which is well short of JR's collection but he and I go back and forth and talking scarves all the time and it's it's just fun to collect, you know. I don't necessarily buy all the ones that are out there. I kind of stick to the ones that, that have a message or a theme or something about it I like. But I try and buy at least all the ones that are released by HQ. I might not get all the eccentric ones that are released by some of the other websites that are out there that are independently run. And, you know, collecting supporter scarves is, is a bit of a delicate matter. You know, yeah. you, you don't just want to start grabbing scarves from every group. You know, you have to make sure that you have permission to do that. And so that's something that, you know, hopefully in time we can complete that set. 
but you know you have to you have to earn that uh, and I'm perfectly fine with that process playing out as it plays out. So right now, um, you know, we have some Expo original ones. Mm -hmm. We have a few different Lucky Boy ones. Uh, Empire Boys hooked us up yesterday. And mm -hmm. um, I talked to some of the folks at Tigres because their scarves are some of the best art that is out there. Super um, cool. They're yeah. so awesome. You know, shout out Tigres. Um, you know, they put in some hard work, not just in the stands and not just with the art, but with, uh, you know, their social media campaign and you know, uh, tease. Hopefully we can get them to come on and, and speak about their social media presence um, prior to the Portland game. But um, so that's that's something that's really cool that we've been able to kind of put that collection together. So you're all geared up, right? Oh, oh, she was geared up head to toe. Mm -hmm. She had her original scarf um, because mm -hmm. I felt that was appropriate. Yeah. And then she had her shoulder to shoulder scarf as well, too. So she was double scarfing it. Mm -hmm. uh, she had her Lady Ultra shirt and her D9U sweatshirt on. She wanted mm -hmm. us to wear to wear matching sweaters of yesterday. Course. So so we had our matching D9U sweaters yesterday. And then we both got to wear custom Guy Fox masks. Mm -hmm. So I wear the black and gold one, which is modeled after uh, a photo of a capo on the stand with the arms spread out. And so it's kind of a, a play on that that we let the artists do. Um, it's a really, really cool artist that does this uh, hydro painting style. His name's Pit Dog Hydro. Shout out Pit Dog. He makes all my custom masks. Um, and then Mandy had one that was in support of cancer awareness. So she had uh, the pink one with all the cancer ribbons across it. And so we got to wear those uh, pitch side, which is pretty cool. Um, and in, in a couple times throughout the game... Um, that pink mask is so bright, it kind of throws off the color on the broadcast. So as you see, like, uh, you know, right after the goal scored and they go running right across the front there, you can see, like, this pink blob from from how it throws oh, off the camera. Um, and that's Mandy right up front, me mm -hmm. standing next to her, you know, cheering and raising my Galazzo scarf for our goals. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool to be able to be there right next to the action. I mean, all the players warming up or running right in front of you. And for her, her first Bank of amazing. California. Amazing. Yeah, to be to be right there on the pitch. You know, and the game obviously didn't play out as many of us thought it was going right. to. It ended up being a little bit more intense. I was really hoping there was going to be, you know, five goals scored and we were coasting into the final 20, 30 minutes. But as it turned out, it, it was a very, very, very intense, intense finish to the game. And then that golazo. Oh, oh my, my goodness, gosh. that golazo. Yeah. The Zim goal at the yeah. end, man. So we Amazing. got to experience beer showers for the first time for Mandy. Hey. Oh so when yeah. got down to you guys, too. Oh, yeah. It did. We beer showers. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so we got to go home stinking like beer and, uh, you know, woke up this morning and the scarves still smell. So that's my job tonight as my imagine? job after game days is to clean all my scarves and gear. And, you know, just uh, cleaning scarves is... You know, that takes some some delicate work. Some of them have to be done by hand. And, you know, yeah, so it's some effort that goes into enduring a beer shower that I don't think people realize. You know, that drive home praying you don't get pulled over and trying to explain. Yeah. No, I wasn't drinking. I was just bathing in it. Um, <laughs> that you know. is going to shower, though. Oh, please, oh. please, please, my 3252 amigos out there. No mas michelada showers, okay? Oh. It burns the eyes oh, so I bad. Bet. You didn't so, even think about that, though. Yeah, it's funny. yeah. no lemonade showers either. That burns, too. <laughs> So, so they scored Rossi's goal on your side. So how was yeah. that? Because the, the, the I mean, goal he happened. literally ran right in front of us. He high-fived some of the people to the left of us, and I thought, but man, then he kind of peeled back out towards the field. So we were going to go for the high-five mid-game there, which would have been pretty cool. But, I mean, we saw that play go down from, you know, 15, 20 feet in front of us. You know, we're... Blessing tries to cut that ball to the right from center box to Vela, and, and you know their deflection. center back kind of comes yeah. in and cuts it off with with an amazing play. Right, but 
you know, the ball just came to Rossi and he just, just hammered it left oh of the gosh. keeper there, you know? And so, I mean, from that distance, you can literally hear the ball thwap into the net, you know, Ooh. and, you know, as the players run by, you hear the crunch of the cleats in the dirt and uh, it just, you know, and then the fire from the smoke is right there in front of you and you're smelling that sulfur and, and the beer and, and all of it just creates this really, really magical experience. And it has to be. You know, the the, the, mm. the in-game experience at, at that sort of vantage point has to be something that, like, you've never experienced at any other match, I'm sure. You know, I mean, I've sat up front uh, in the D9U <laughs> section before, you know, and been involved in, in, in some of the goal celebrations. You know, Silva last year, we score a goal. And he kind of cuts mid-pitch. And so I turned around to the 32-52 and had my hands up in the air. And unbeknownst to me, he cut back to the supporters section, jumps up into the stands and throws a right hook right across the side of my face (laughs) because I'm not paying attention. That picture is the cover of last week's New York Times sports section. I'm sorry, LA Times sports section, which shout out, no, one of the boys from D9U was able to hook me up a copy of. But if you look at last week's LA Times, the cover oh, actually, of... actually, I have that. It's, no the, way. It's yeah. the, it's so they the captured you getting punched? There's, if you look there, there's a guy <laughs> that has a, you know a zillion pins on his hat, which is mm-hmm. how most people recognize me. And yeah, I got five more yesterday and you know hooked up a few really cool ones. People actually literally like took the pins off of themselves and gave it to me yesterday, which was, that's just crazy. You know, I mean, we got given pins from from Soccerhead and, and from some of the other supporters groups as well, which was really, really cool. Uh, crew hooked us up. But yeah, so you can see this picture on the cover of, of me standing there with all the pins on my hat and my, my 3252 jersey. Uh, so I have a jersey and instead of a name on the back, it says 3252 and, and the number's 12, obviously, because we're the 12th man. And so you can see my 3252 12 kit and me standing there with my arms up to the 3252 and that right hook coming from my face. Now, did, where did you get that? Because I'm curious, because there was a, uh, I went to the HQ and I tried to get a, a custom jersey that said LAFCS2S with a 2. Mm-hmm. But they don't have, the 2 font is that small to be able to put on the back of the jersey. Yeah. So you know shout people? out, <laughs> shout out 3252. We got some people in the ranks that, uh, you know, uh, if you need a guy that can make it happen. You know, um, I-, I wish we all had the finances to go after everything that HQ offers, and-, and they certainly get my fair share of my money. But, you know, sometimes you have to go... Work outside the box. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you got to work with within the-, the constraints you have. So thankfully there are some people with inside D9U and 3252 that were able to make that happen for me because... Uh, again, you know, this whole concept of anonymity and, and not having a name on it. Players come and go, the 3252 will not. So getting a jersey, my first LAFC kit that I bought, mm-hmm. instead of a name, has 3252 where the name yeah. goes. And that that means a lot to me. And I've been wearing that since 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 game one, season one. Um, so that's, that's a pretty cool thing. But yeah, actually, um, yeah, he actually cut my nose open in that celebration. And I was bleeding out the front of the mask for the really? rest of the game. Um, <laughs> and and one of my pins was sacrificed to the nethers of underneath the north end standing section there, which will Were never come back. No, no, they actually don't make that one anymore. So, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, which pins come pin and go. It? Uh, it was one of the cleat ones, so it looks it just it's black and gold and it's shaped like a cleat and it says LA. I had two of them. I traded one to a guy to get a pin that I couldn't get, and I was like, it's cool. I got a second one. I put the second one on the next game. It gets knocked off. So maybe I'm just destined not to have it, but 
I, I would happily sacrifice a pin for a goal any day of the week, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, and a story. And a cool story. Yeah. And it, it made the front of the times, which is which is really awesome. So um, and I was able to get hooked up with a copy of that. So that's that's pretty sweet as well, too. So after the Rossi goal, I mean, they scored the penalty. Right on the other side of the field, so on I'm sure south, on, the on the south, south side, yeah, south yeah. Side, south side of the of the the pitch, right. So I felt like the 3250 got even louder after that, and then, which was good. We know we were able to get a goal back, which has happened in every match that we've gotten scored on before. Before going into the half this year, we've at least tied, which is different from last year. There's a different sense of urgency and a different sense of accomplishment. You know, I think there's something that gets turned on, and they they don't want to go into half feeling like they're down even though it's going to happen at some point i just think that there's this drive that's changed you get that rossi goal so walk us through the the rest of the the match in the second half how you guys did together sitting with men in the ada section and 32 52 and all that you know so i mean really cool i mean during halftime a ton of people came over and said hello to us and we just kind of hung out there right up front and then second half starts and obviously you know on the pitch it was a, a pretty tense first 45 there as far as what went down we get into stoppage time. That wonder goal goes in, and it, it just it really completed the day because for that last ten minutes of the match, I mean, it was it was very tense everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. there was so much emotionally riding on this game for the players, for the fans, uh, and for us specifically. Mm -hmm. And you could just feel it. It was almost like the entire stadium was sharing in in how I felt at the moment with it being Mandy's first game, but. Obviously, everyone else's Avenge the Bank, Avenge last year. So, you know, it was very odd for me that I was feeling something very personal and emotional, and yet I felt like everyone else in the stadium felt the same way, but for a slightly different reason. So there was an odd sort of unity in that feeling for that moment. And then, of course, the goal goes in. I mean, and that golazo was amazing. You know, two episodes ago when we talked about it, or three, or whatever, whichever the first game was against Sporting, and I had talked about how my first season opener game was special for me. And there was a lot of similarities between the first goal in LAFC history and the first goal at the, get at the bank because it was a goal scored by Diego Rossi. And then we had the stoppage time goal to go for the win. And it's the exact same thing for Mandy, too. She mm -hmm. got in her first game, she got to experience the feel of Diego Rossi scoring the first goal in a game and also a stoppage time goal. And so there's a lot of things that you could actually pull from to say that there's a significant memories in LAFC history that she got to experience in her first game too. And, and that's it was such a perfect way for the game to end. Almost in retrospect, better than if we'd have blown them out 5-1. We got to see, I mean, you know, that Armando save was right in front of us off Vela too. I mean, and, and you could almost kind of hear it hit his fingertips before it went over. I mean, that, that ball was smashed. So that was an amazing experience. But then, you know, after the game, here we go again. Shout out Richard Roscoe. Um, oh, man. <laughs> you know, he brought Zim over. So Mandy got to have a conversation with Walker about that goal. And he was such a gentleman about it. Pure class, pure class. And had a brief conversation with Mandy, um, you know, about what her experience was like. And if that wasn't enough, not 30 seconds later, who comes over to speak to her? But Mr. Ron Burgundy himself, Will Farrell. And so she got to have a conversation with Will Farrell and... You know, I'm silly. I'm still wearing the mask at this point, and I'm thinking, "Gosh, this, what is this guy thinking?" <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> it's the second time in a row that you were uh, caught off guard talking to Will. And it just was 
you know, you see him in interviews, you see this personality, this persona, you see him in interviews. He's always in character. Always. He's always on. Always is on. This is the first time I saw him as a human being. He was so kind just in how he spoke to her and what he said. And it was amazing to just sit there and watch the two of them have kind of a personal moment Mm -hmm. um, where he just talked about how much he loved this team and how much it meant to him and how cool it was for her to be able to share that with him was, was an amazing, amazing thing. So then, uh, you know, she was getting really tired at this point, but was just glowing. So we packed her up and we started to head out of the stadium. Um, we had our D9U flag that, uh, you know, shout out Mauricio. Mauricio was able to, uh, vice president 3252 before the match. Future guest of the pod. Hopefully. Yeah. Mauricio got to come on brother. I hit him up before the game and I was like, dude, like, can you come bring me a flag? And, you know, he grabbed a flag from our section, went all the way up to the top, over to me, all the way down, and brought me a flag. Uh, really cool. Uh, Lord Commander came over and said hello to us mm-hmm. before the game as well, too. Just, you know, some of the, the nicest, most amazing people you'll meet within the supporters group. So we had to go return the flag mm-hmm. uh, to the flag room. So we went up the elevator, and as we're cutting back across the north end, I don't think we made it five feet at a time more than that without mm-hmm. someone stopping and saying mm-hmm. hey gringo hey mandy hey we want to say hello like oh john what's up so it took us a really long time just to make it over to the flag room mm-hmm. to drop off the flag and then of course all of our dean and you families coming out of the stands right there and so i mean once again mandy was inundated with hugs and pictures and mm-hmm. we snapped a quick selfie of us sitting at the top of the north end looking back on the stadium and the smile on her face was electric. Mm -hmm. Uh, I posted it online. If you get a chance to go look at it, whether it's, um, you know, on my Insta at Appuzology or I posted it to LAFC fans as well, too, if you're on that fan page. It is such a heartwarming shot. So then we work our way out of the stadium. And once again, we have to try and then make it back across the front of the north end through HQ (laughs) and over to um, the disabled parking. And again, every five feet, you know, LAFC Bonestorm comes up and says, what up? You know, all the lucky boys came over and said, what's up? And, and, and you know, so many different supporters groups came by and said hello. And, you know, and so at this point in time, Mandy's just saying, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thank you to so many people in the North End. And so I, I take her around the corner and we start heading, you know, out through the fields and out. And she's so every person that walks by it was the most adorable thing. Mandy's looking at every person, people I've never even met before. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. It was you know what, so was, adorable. I mean, you, I mean, Mandy, you were just loving the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You were enjoying every aspect of it, and that's a that's great. You know, because you guys deserved it. It was it was such a, a long awaited and heavily anticipated event, and. It, I'm so happy that it worked out for you guys exactly the way it did. Yeah, I mean, we mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't even get in the car. We got to the car and were assaulted by more lucky boys coming over and giving us hugs, mm-hmm. you know, and asking me what booze I'm bringing on the bus ride up to San Jose, yeah. you know. But um, you know, lucky boys got their priorities right. You know, they, they know. <laughs> they know. You know, it, it starts in the pub for them, you know, yeah, and, and, and probably finishes in the pub and and stays in the pub when they're not at the bank too, but. You know, so shout out to them. I mean, the love we saw from Lucky Boys was was pretty amazing. Even in the parking lot after the game. And we finally made it back home. And and she was just, I mean, you could tell. I I haven't seen her that bright, that positive, that chipper uh, in a very long time. And it was no surprise to me that that LAFC and the North End brought that out of her. Because I knew it would happen. You know, I mean, it it just, a lot of anticipation going into Mm -hmm. it. 
you know, a lot of, lot of nervous moments there for a while, mm-hmm. but I mean, I couldn't be happier with how the story has, has taken this, this chapter. So then are you going to be, are you and Mandy, you guys coming to the game on the 13th at the bank? I think so. That's the plan. That's Perfect. the plan. So, you know, we have these tickets now. Um, you know, I mean, we were able to not only secure ADA tickets for last game, but for the rest of the season. Aww, so we have a us. season tickets now. Uh, oh, yeah, that's us. So we have season tickets for her for the rest of the season. You know, maybe at some point in time, we'll see how, you know, the physical side of her recovery goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the amazing people at Cal State University Northridge and their aquatic physical mm-hmm. therapy program. She's uh, son. <laughs> which is uh, which is where Mandy goes twice a week to do her her physical therapy, and you know if she is able to graduate from that course and make it to the proper North End, then then we'll be back with D nine U in our home. But as long as we are guests in the ADA section, with you know it's it's a little interesting because you know a lot of those people that are there are there permanently uh, and we're there temporarily, so we are guests in in their section, and so. You know, big shout out to them for embracing us and welcoming us, even though that is in and of itself, you know, we're all family. We all stand shoulder to shoulder. But for a person who's permanently disabled to make space for people that are temporarily disabled was was pretty cool of them. That's super cool. That's awesome. So as we had mentioned on episode nine, Jonathan and Christian are going to be doing episode 11 together. I will be in Paris. And we will be looking forward to that. And then, uh, like I said, Jonathan is going to be here. He's going to be helping us out and contributing. And we just want to say thank you very much for having you guys both in, Mandy and Jonathan, to tell this story. I know that I looked at the analytics and our episode eight was a heavily listened to story. And I think that a lot of people just wanted to hear the story of Mandy and everything that she's gone to. And I think this will be a great conclusion to it because I'm sure there are a lot of people that would love to hear about how the story concluded with her first game, and yeah. it's amazing. So thanks very much for coming on and telling us all that. It's And it was great meeting you, Mandy. I'm sorry I wasn't able to go to the game yesterday. Thank but you. Yeah. Well, Thank was, you. She was very busy. No problem. It sounded like very popular. As I'm as exhausted as. listening to your day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day for sure, but there's going to be more to come and... I mean, we'll see you at the bank. Well, thank you guys for having us on. Thank you. Really, really cool. Um, and as far as contributing going forward, like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, it is it is almost like a duty that I need to pay to for so much uh, support that the pod fam has given me, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to say, uh, you know, yesterday at the bank on a, on a personal level, you know, I heard from a lot of the other podcasts as well, too. You know, I had members come up to me from FCFC, um, from Defenders of the Bank, you know, all saying, welcome. You know, and there's an inherent side of competition to the pod fam, but you would never, ever, ever get that sense. And to, uh, you know, the pod fans out there. Uh, to all the listeners out there, you know, the love that you've shown us and coming up and saying hello to us is, is just astounding. It really is. And, you know, I, I got nothing but love for the other pods. And it's so cool that I'm going to get to be a part of this one going forward. That's something that I'm, I'm really proud of. And hopefully we can tell a lot of stories from a lot of different parts of the stadium. Maybe not just the North End. Yeah. Uh, and certainly not just D9U. So, I mean, if, if you're in the North End, if you're uh, in Bank of California Stadium or or maybe you're somewhere else in the globe and right. you listen to this podcast and, and you want to find a way to be on it and tell us your story, you know, reach out to the boys here and let us be that conduit. You know, so many of these different pods approach LAFC from a different angle. You know, you have some pods that are in the club that are very tactical and news driven. You have other pods that, that seem to come at it from a different angle. 
And to me, what's amazing about Shoulder to Shoulder and what I love about this pod is that this is the podcast of the fans. This is the podcast of the LAFC community. I and mean, that's different from some of the other podcasts and honored to be a part of it. Hey, we're happy to have you. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be a great journey coming forward. And like, you know, Jonathan just mentioned, if you have a story and you want to let us know, hit us up on social media or shoot us an email at LAFCS2S on all forms of social media. Uh, or you can go to our website, www.lafcs2s.com. And uh, you can find our email uh, addresses there associated with the podcast. And this will be great, guys. So we're going to you know, have more episodes coming up with more people. So stay tuned and keep your ears to the grindstone. Take it away, sticks. Shoulder to shoulder. Together, this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay flying that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's Koreatown Liddy. Cape so mommy, about to drop her fifth. They want me to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that.